to Many Windows, Conversations on Ministry. I'm your podcast host, Julie Taylor, coming to you from Meadville Lombard Theological School in Chicago. Have you heard the term spiritual direction, but we're not exactly sure what it is or how it might be different from therapy or pastoral care? Well, my guest today has some answers. It's the Reverend Tandy Rogers, who is a phenomenal minister, religious educator, coach, and spiritual director. Reverend Tandy is the director of the brand new Spiritual Direction Formation and Certification Program, which is here at Meadville Lombard's Leadership Institute for Growth, Healing, and Transformation. Tandy Rogers, Reverend Tandy Rogers, it is great to be with you here this morning. And uh, we're going to talk about spiritual direction. So I guess my first question to you is, when did you first become aware of what spiritual direction is? How did this get on your radar? This is somewhat, seems like it's something that should have been around a long time, but it seems, but actually it's probably a little newer in the form than it is. Well, I think for Unitarian Universalists, it might be newer. It's it's an ancient technology. And mm-hmm. I found out about it when I didn't know that I was finding out about it, like okay. many great things in my life. Um, I had been going to a retreat center near me uh, run by the Benedictines, and they've got um, a woman there named Sister Lucy. And I suspect that Sister Lucy is older than God. Um, she is extraordinary and has kind of taken me under her wing, has been very gentle and sweet with me at times. I would go to the retreat center um, when I needed time out of time, when Mm -hmm. I was overwhelmed with life, Mm -hmm. when I needed to go deeper, uh, when I needed to be held by the sisters. And I would go to Sister Lucy and I would seek out a, I'm giving air quotes here, a session. I didn't know what recession was, except for it was a session, some time with Sister Lucy. Okay. um, Which I always felt um, I was gonna say better, but no, sometimes I was more disturbed when I left, but in a mm. good way. Mm-hmm. Um, Trouble in so, those waters, right? Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes she would just stir those right up. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that was spiritual direction. Um, oh, I didn't okay. know it. She didn't call it spiritual direction. Some people don't. Um, well, and I, I guess that's continue. what I meant. If I could jump in, I think that's what I yeah. meant by it's an, it seems like it's new, right? Like, oh, yeah. like the, the name for it, is spiritual direction now, right? Mm-hmm. But this has been around. Oh, so I how long ago that. was that? Yeah. How long ago was that that you got exposed to this then? Oh, gosh. I was, let's see. I'm, uh, <laughs> 25 years ago. <laughs> I know I'm doing the math here. I think like 25. Wow. I showed up on our doorstep as a puppy and they were so gentle and sweet with me. Um, and so I kept going back over the years, which was really lovely. And I would go sometimes to, uh, when I was ready to like to deepen my spirituality, I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm standing on the side of the pool. I'm going to jump in the deep end. Sister Lucy's going to catch me. We're going to float around in here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I would go when I had a big personal transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when I had a significant death in my family, I'm like, oh, I need to go. I need to go be held by Sister Lucy. And sometimes it'd be uh, a professional transition and I would go for discernment Mm -hmm. of figuring out what is the next right step for me. And then when I went away to seminary, which sister Lucy was not surprised about, um, I went to a Jesuit seminary and they required that you see a spiritual direction, excuse me, a spiritual director regularly. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And uh, I didn't seek out Spitzer to Lucy this time. I went to, um, I don't even know how I was able to see her, uh, Diana Whalen, who is a, those of you at home, Google her. Diana Whalen is one of the, um, the women who was, who were uh, women who were ordained in the Catholic tradition. Oh, okay. She's a yeah. total badass. I don't know if you need to bleep that out or anything, but oh my <laughs> God. And I'm like, that's the kind of minister I want to be. So mm-hmm. I sought her out as a spiritual director and oh my Lord, we would go deep and she'd really just kind of keep um, pushing me more and more to a deep end that I didn't even know it existed. Wow. And she also was really awesome in helping me work out some trauma I had uh, regarding other ministers I'd grown mm. up with. Mm. And while she's not a therapist, I both had a therapist and a spiritual director. It was just a different kind of uh, holding that was real. Uh, she's very somatic. So very in your body. And that's exactly where I needed to go. Okay. And then there was a, another time. So now I'm getting into like, how do you choose your spiritual director? So with All sister right. Lucy. Okay, go ahead. Well, I also want to talk, well, no, let, we can do this, but I also want to talk about then what is mm-hmm. the difference between therapy and spiritual direction? So let's put a pin mm-hmm. in that and come back to that. So how do you choose Absolutely. your spiritual director? Okay. So how, with sister Lucy, uh, she kind of chose me. I fell into mm-hmm. it. It wasn't right. With uh, Diana Whalen, I, uh, I went out choosing her and I'm like, what is the kind of minister or kind of religious professional that I want to be like, whatever she's on, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. And then my current spiritual director, who I think I've seen, I've been seeing her for well, a very long time, over seven years, we've been journeying together. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, she was on my committee on ministry. Oh wow! And at one point she said, um, do you want to keep doing this? Do you want to go deeper? Hmm. I was like, whoa. And so I started seeing her uh, monthly as a spiritual director. And boy, does she take me deeper. Hmm. Um, I feel like she gave me the wings and the courage to take a leap um, in a way that others had not. Hmm. And so I've been staying with her and she's been push pulling ever since in a really beautiful way. That's really great too, to come from the, the experience of, of, of part of your even formation and reformation into to ministry as a committee, somebody on your committee on ministry to then have, have that as a, as a foundation to, to Mm -hmm. move through and from that's, that's pretty special. Well, that, and to be known, like, there's like, I don't have to recreate some things. I don't have to recreate knowledge. They've, she's seen me in a lot of different ways. And Mm -hmm. I had that pleasure in a lot of my clients. I'm a spiritual director and a lot of my clients um, are Unitarian Universalist leaders and I've known them. They don't have to, right. They don't have to recreate or explain what's going on in their congregation. I probably have a good idea. Right. Um, yeah. That's nice. really, that's just so precious. So what is, how, what is the difference then between spiritual direction and therapy? Sure. This is going to be very inelegant. Um, Excellent. I think it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, awkward and messy. That's me. Um, so I think of therapy, like when I go to therapy, I go because there's something that I need that I'm trying to fix, right? There's like, okay, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to learn a new pattern. Although I just, I do that sometimes in spiritual direction too. In, in spiritual direction, I go because I am already whole, holy and precious. Mm. And I go to be reconnected in my mind and my heart and body to God. 
Okay. And so there's, there's a reconnection, a, uh, I think of spiritual direction as benevolent witness. Like as a spiritual director, I'm not trying to fix somebody. Mm -hmm. I reflect back to them what they've just told me and their ahas, they'll get their own ahas. Mm -hmm. And in therapy, I'll often be uh, interrupted by my therapist going, okay, but you need to look at it this way or, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, and there's a, well, there's a clinical, there's a clinical training to piece, right? That's a a clinical training piece in terms of, of, of therapy too, that Mm -hmm. they've got a, they've got a different uh, lens that they're bringing Mm -hmm. specific to, to that. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's really helpful. Thank you, Julie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Um, because they're different, right? You're talking about having different, having different people for, for different purposes and different ways to support. And you wouldn't want to be able to, um, my understanding of, of spiritual direction, like you're not going to replace one with the other. They would, they would actually work in tandem, but you're not going to go to a spiritual director. If a therapist, a someone with that clinical lens, yeah, you wouldn't want to replace those. But, but oh, and I often, it, absolutely. And I, I've got a pretty good uh, spidey sense that when, you know, one of my clients, it's really clear they're going through a thing and mm-hmm. it, that requires a therapist, not just me mm-hmm. uh, as a spiritual director, I'll say, okay, okay. When do you see your therapist next? Mm-hmm. Let's talk. And um, I've actually had to break a relationship off with a client because they refuse to see a therapist. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not your only yeah. support. That's not, that's not fair to anybody no. in, in spiritual direction. There's a great metaphor. Um, and we often will light a, uh, I'll light a chalice with you, you clients, but I'll light a, a candle with every client, mm-hmm. um, that, that invites us to a, an awareness of the divine mm-hmm. in when we're together. So a great metaphor for spiritual direction is three chairs, one for me, one for the client and one for God, mm-hmm. the God of their understanding, whatever that is. And so it's the three of us who are in that relationship and in the silence and in the stretching and the searching. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I will say, and I, as a spiritual director, always remember that it is God in charge. We are on Kairos time, not on Kronos time. Mm-hmm. We are together. So Kronos time is, I think of like, all the layers of the made up layers that society that we humans create in society in order to live together. A lot of them are totally made up constructs and and rules and regulations. And in Kairos time, it's like birds don't care. They don't follow those (laughs) trees don't care. They don't follow. That's the time we're going into is that Kairos time that bigger than us, where Mm -hmm. we came from and where we go back to. Mm. Um, that's the time that spiritual direction is on. Mm. And, uh, it's that time out of time, Mm. deep, deep breath time. Hmm. So we're starting to talk a little bit about what, about a little bit about what it is for people who maybe have never had spiritual direction, never, never Mm -hmm. done it before. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about, yeah, kind of the, uh, what's it, Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, that the, we got a time apart from time. Uh, we're going to have three chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
in a in I'm gonna guess often in a in a virtual setting right now, right? Uh so yep. so yep. that which is a time apart from time or a little bit separate in and of itself. So tell me a little bit about spiritual direction in and of itself. Sure. Um, and each spiritual director is going to come at it a little bit differently. And that mm-hmm. depends on who they were trained by, what, how they've experienced spiritual direction and what mm-hmm. their gifts are. Uh, you know, we're starting a new program at Meadville Lombard. And I'm so excited in that um, the people who have applied in the first cohort all have very different charisms, very different gifts that they're bringing to it. So I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I cannot wait to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So it could be um, when I'm with sister Lucy, we just start in silence, a whole lot of silence mm-hmm. until, um, until I can't stand it anymore. And I will say something. <laughs> and then she usually smiles and nods at me because she knows me well. And um, then she'll start asking questions or reflecting something back. And when I've been with uh Diana Whalen, and this is not how, I don't know how Diana does it now. This is like many years ago. Um, there would be almost a tea ceremony to kind of ease us into that time. Mm. And we would take a walk out uh, in uh, her gardens mm. and, and ease into it. And I, on, on Zoom, will always bring a piece of poetry or a song mm-hmm. or something based on the previous session with somebody. So there's mm. always like questions unanswered or patterns and we will use uh, lecture divina or uh, audio divina so uh reading a poem a Mm -hmm. couple times and what do you notice in going deeper each time um and then just springboarding from there of what's going on in their life um so i'll use that i use uh some sort of spiritual practice uh, nice ease into a session yeah nice Mm-hmm. And then what happens? I know. Well, it totally, <laughs> each client, I'm like, gosh, I wonder what's going to happen today. Whenever I have a day for uh. uh, clients, it's just like, wow, I, I have no idea. It's absolutely out of my control. Uh-huh. Sometimes people will come and they'll, um, often people will come in because some sort of transition that's going on in their life. Sure. Uh, whether it be personal or professional. Sometimes it's a very specific, hey, I have this thing. I need discernment, uh, help in how to make a decision or how to listen more closely to the call um, that either community or God, or sometimes that's both for depending on your theology, Mm -hmm. um, is calling me into. Sometimes it's grief. Uh, I think of, you know, I I talk about being a benevolent witness for Mm -hmm. people that um, it's, a session with somebody, it's their session. They're in God's alone. Uh, and they can, whatever they say or do in a session, I'm pretty unshockable. I, I try to be God's ears and eyes in that session. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, unless they're, they're hurting themselves or I'm them, themselves or others, of course, sure. there's always that. And I've only had to ask that a couple times, mm. uh, but it happens. It happens because, gosh, we hold a lot as human beings. Um, and sometimes people will come to me as part of that benevolent witness is to reflect back the questions and the phrases that I'm hearing because people feel like they're losing themselves, mm-hmm. which is so easy to do in today's society. Mm-hmm. Things going so fast or being overwhelmed. 
Um, so it's almost like a, a tether to mm. the divine. Let mm-hmm. me remind you who, who you are. Uh, my current spiritual director has been wonderful in that. For students, um, sometimes I'll see uh, a student who's going through a some sort of program for uh, religious um, leadership formation. And the piece of spiritual direction, I think is important for, um, I think of formation as that identity integration, mm-hmm. so identity integration. And in seminary, it's very specifically a ministerial identity yeah. integration. Um, and so you've got the academics, but okay, the academics live in your head. Where does everything else live throughout your body, your presence, your, how you carry the, the academics? How is that integrating into who you understand yourself to be? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that is fabulous for spiritual direction. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that I can, I can, I can, uh, I can imagine that's, that's a place, not just for, for seminarians, but those first years of ministry. Right. And then like you were talking oh about gosh, at yeah. times of transition, when things happen, yeah. vocational transitions too. well, what does that mean? Be, uh, particularly, I think religious leaders, we, we become enmeshed and identified with our vocation. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes that, sometimes that is not so healthy. That's right. Sometimes that's yeah. not so healthy for our, for ourselves and, and for others too. So mm-hmm. having a place where that can be recognized, witnessed, um, reflected and, and maybe different choices made or adjustments and, and whatever a, a next path might be and how to navigate that. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. Spiritual direction be great. That's the place to bring that. That's the place. Oh my gosh, Julie, you just really uh, hit on something that I think is is so, so important and has been an honor uh, to accompany people when they've made a huge mistake Mm. and they've harmed a lot of people Mm -hmm. or even one person. And how do you get past that? How do you really understand that we are not our mistakes? We are how we respond and repair and spiritual direction can be a place where uh, you can get very real you can get very uh, tender and vulnerable and pick yourself back up. Remember who you are in God's eyes and get back to the repairing. Um, what does forgiveness look like? I've accompanied a lot of people in uh, what are practices of forgiveness. Mm. Um, I've had the honor of having ministers come to me and say, you know, I've learned like the book way, how to pray but my tra- I don't come from a tradition that prays. Can you teach me how to pray mm. in a way that's authentic to me? Um, uh, lots of other spiritual practices. So often we'll learn them uh, like how to hold other people in spiritual practices, mm-hmm. but how do we, but, oh my gosh, how do we do that for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, that's a place. Yeah. I see spiritual direction is actually a, uh, a facet of faith formation. No mm-hmm. surprise to you. I'm sure anybody who knows me is rolling her eyes going, oh my God, she really does think everything is faith formation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how that's that I, I, I would, I would not disagree with you. I would not disagree yeah. with you in that assertion. So, yeah. wow. So, all right. So as we're kind of doing a, a little bit of a one oh one on, on spiritual direction, uh, one of the questions that I have come up and you may have a couple other things that you want to make sure that we, that we talk about and 
we'll definitely have more times to have discussions and we'll we'll do other episodes we can go into to yeah. facets because yeah. i've already got a couple questions about that um when you when you talked about uh earlier how to f- kind of how to find a spiritual director where are the what are the ways to find you know you, you talked about what you would look for in a spiritual director i would somebody that maybe is along a ministry path that i i, I want it, that feels sticky like oh i want that to i want that to to be sticky connected there right but h- how would you actually find a spiritual director great question so there is a large organization called spiritual directors international and they have uh, search and you can search by all sorts of like, do you want a male? Do you want a female? Do you want somebody who's gender fluid? Do you want somebody in the States? Do you want somebody who's of a specific tradition? So you can like search for somebody very specifically um, on spiritual directors international. Okay, great. If and we'll, so we'll, yeah. we'll get that website and we'll put that in mm-hmm. the show notes so that people can click, click on it and, and go directly to that. Okay. Perfect. If you um, if you want somebody who's very specifically Unitarian Universalist, there is the and we'll give you the link also for this UU Spiritual Directors Network, and there's a list of folks there. Um, there isn't a way to search by charism or um, expertise or areas of interest, um, but th- there's a link. If they have a if they have a website, there's a link to their website so you can oh, okay. kind of do a search. Now, mostly actually, I find that it's by word of mouth. Gotcha. So yeah. asking asking leaders that you that you respect. You know, there's some leaders you're like, what are they on? I want whatever they're on. Yeah. Ask them who their spiritual director is. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. any leader is not just themselves. Yeah. Usually, we have a whole cadre of people who support us. So find yeah. out who their spiritual director is. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. And we'll, we'll, all those, all mm-hmm. those links, uh, we'll, we'll put in the show notes so people can link directly to that. Uh, mm-hmm. and it would be, it would be good to go through some of those groups because, uh, y- you know, um, yeah, you want to have people that are actually connected to something bigger and not just doing this on their own. Oh, I am all for accountability. So one thing to know is uh, the Spiritual Directors International, there's a code of ethics for spiritual directors. And uh, it's required that we are, no, I say required. There's no no, um, credentialing, official credentialing. This is good to know. So when you ask somebody to be your spiritual director, it could be that it's somebody to companion you that actually doesn't have training, but you link with that. Just know that, there's specific training that we take and it's not considered rude for you to ask what training you've had, what school did you go to, um, to know I was trained by the Benedictines. I have a little certificate that says how many hours of training I've had all mm-hmm. that. If they are on the UU spiritual directors network, um, they had to turn all that stuff in. So they've already vetted. They're already vetted if they're okay, on that, to know. if they're on that list. Um, so it's good to ask them, also on that, if you're on that list, it's, uh, you've agreed, you've stated that, yes, I, I, I'm in um, supervision, regular mm-hmm. supervision, Good. whether with an individual person, like I see somebody individually, mm-hmm. um, or, uh, within a, a peer supervision gotcha. uh, group, but you see somebody regularly. That's really important because it's when I, I guess also going yeah. back to earlier when my, my opening kind of comment that this is kind of a new, uh, discipline was not like you said, this is an ancient practice, but as 
of as a more professionalized discipline yes. it is fairly yeah. new that way so that yeah. you know somebody could just hang their shingle out and decide that they're a spiritual director with absolutely no training or accountability mm -hmm. or decision to be part of a bigger community right and so that's right those pieces right now uh uh the the spiritual directors international and the uu spiritual directors network those would be people who have have agreed and showed uh, like you said vetted have showed uh training whatever they've done mm -hmm. uh and and have some agreement in terms of of ethics boundaries pieces like that so that's really important yep yep good yep 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 Good. And, you know, and with that training, some people say, well, I'm already, a, I already have, you know, I'm ordained as a minister. Isn't that enough? And it really is a different kind of listening. Mm -hmm. So the reason I, I went and got trained to be a spiritual director is um, when I was working for the UUA as, as congregational life staff, somebody would cold call me, a leader would cold call me. And I would say, with what ears would you like me to listen? Mm. With coaching, consulting, um, or pastoral ears. And um, because those all three are really different kinds mm -hmm. of presence and listening and speaking and responding. And more often than not, uh, as we headed into the presidency, I will not speak of, um, and anxiety, anxiety went really high, uh, people would either say, I just, I need, I need a benevolent witness. I need a mm -hmm. witness or I need a pastor because I've kind of lost mine being a leader. Um, or they would say a I'd need a coaching ears, but then by the end, it was really, it was really more what I now understand to be spiritual direction. And so I went to sister Lucy and said, I need training in listening. I, yeah. I didn't get this kind of training. It's different than pastoral care. It's different than chaplaincy. Can you, where do I go? The Benedictines yeah. do this really well, whatever you do when we're together, that yeah. And so she got me in the next spiritual direction uh, training, but I said, I want to be clear. I'm not going to be a spiritual director. I don't think I'm good at this at all. And then it came, she would just smile and say, yes, dear. And <laughs> then, it, then we got into the practicum year where I get like practice clients mm -hmm. and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It felt real. My biofeedback on my little Apple watch said that it was the same as if I were in meditation. Wow. And uh-huh. And I'm like, oh Lord, I gotta pay attention to this. But mm -hmm. I still didn't think I was good at it. But at the end of the practicum, uh, all my clients said, Okay, so now we start paying you, right? Wow. I'm like, whoa. Okay. And then well, it just kind of took off. Well, that yeah. experience right there seems like a good one to take to spiritual direction, right? Like I don't think yes. I'm good oh, and at I it did. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. Yeah. Let's go deeper. <laughs> what is that all about, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we had a couple years on that of I bet. I don't really I don't uh yeah who me yep who, me? yep nice you know we begin those questions in seminary and some of us begin them mm -hmm. before seminary that get us to seminary the why me who me why yep. maybe it starts with who me why me <laughs> oh no not me right that mm -hmm. sometimes is the is is part of a of a of a <laughs> of a path and we work on that in seminary but those questions should not mm -hmm. should not be ending in seminary formation oh, no. is a continual piece just like continuing education is a piece for clergy if we think That's we're right. formed and done we are that is a huge ego problem right there um, oh yeah leaving oh, seminary yeah. and so spiritual direction sounds like that's another those those are additional pieces and things that spiritual direction can support and help is that part of that journey. Oh, and you remind me, um, 
more congregations are recognizing that uh, when their religious professional, regardless of what the position is in their in their congregation, when their religious professionals are well supported and still uh, rolling around in those big deep questions, mm-hmm. they show up better for the whole. Mm-hmm. And so uh, congregations will pay for this if they do not. <laughs> come talk to me. Uh, It's just an expectation. Jan Gartner at the UUA also recognizes. And that's like the, it's like, of course, uh, this is something that congregations should pay for, for their religious professionals. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Beautiful. Well, that's a great, that's a great, boy, kind of recommendations, ideas, things, learning more, all of the, like, it wouldn't have occurred to me. This Mm -hmm. is a great 101 on uh, kind of getting an overview on spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. Anything last minute before we end that I sh- that that you want to put a pin in or want to make sure that gets on the map here? And we'll have more. We'll go more deep into this yeah. at, at another point. Yeah. Well, that the um, the light has started a spiritual direction formation and certification program, and we're holding it, no pun intended, lightly um, as it emerges. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a Unitarian Universalist spiritual direction uh, director in community? Uh, we're holding that lightly as uh, as it emerges, and so um, I just like I'm I'm excited to think like what could, what is it going to look like in 10, 15 years down down the road? Yeah. And I, it's fabulous. And LIGHT, if you're not familiar with that acronym, is the Leadership Institute for Growth, Healing, and Transformation, LIGHT, at Meadville Lombard Theological School. And so, uh, yes. and, and Tandy, you are the director of mm-hmm. this Spiritual Direction Formation and Certification Program. Yes. Exciting. And we start our first cohort uh, this fall. And uh, stay tuned. Yeah, we'll definitely have more conversations about that too. Well, -hmm. thank you. This has been a great conversation. Good to talk to you today. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for listening. Many Windows Conversations on Ministry is a production of Meadville Lombard Theological School. Theme music is Destination by Just Thea. This episode is produced by Julie Taylor. And as always, a special thank you to Tomo Hope.